everybody. Welcome to God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine, and we are on the first episode of Podmas. Huh? What's Podmas, Maxine? Podmas is the podcast version of Vlogmas. So for those of you who watch YouTube, you know many YouTubers film Vlogmas series, which is a daily vlog video of however long they want, so 15, maybe an hour, of just their daily days of December. So it starts at the 1st of December up until the 25th of December, up until Christmas. So I decided, why not make a podcast version of that? Instead, we're starting the 12th of the month. So we're going to do the 12 days of Christmas. So the 12 days prior to Christmas. That's the theme. And my goal with this series is to hopefully influence more podcasters to do the same. And it's just a podcast flip of vlogmas (laughs) I just literally thought about this last night as I was preparing to go to sleep and I think for me I think the most at night and the mornings too but at night is really where my ideas flow is really where my creativity just expands and I had this idea to do Podmas. And I don't know if anyone, any other podcasters are doing this. I don't know if this is the thing. I haven't heard of it. So I am the trendsetter. Thank me now. Hello, Maxine from God Built This Podcast has created this trend of Podmas. And so I'm going to just walk you through just as I always do with my regular podcast, God Built This Podcast. Every Tuesday, I drop an episode and the episode focuses on a variety of different topics. But the main themes that I talk about are my self-growth journey, um, my dating experiences, and just my own comedy flair to everything. So, and politics, of course, I I love talking about politics. So all of that, and now with this Podmas series, I am giving more of that dose in everyday form. (laughs) And it starts today, it starts with this episode. So look for another episode tomorrow, up until... I'm debating if it's the 24th, because today's the 12th of December, so it's 12 days prior to Christmas, but when you do 12 plus 12, that's 24, so is it just the Christmas Eve do I do it? I'm still learning, so I'm going to see how the vlogmas, the vlogmas YouTubers do it. Do they film a video on Christmas Day or for Christmas, or do they end right at Christmas Eve? Um, We'll see. But yes, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. I know you're like, wait, what? Maxi dropped an episode? Yes, she did. Because this is the Podmas series. Say it with me, Podmas series. Okay, so let's get into this agenda for today. I introduced what Podmas is. And I want to just talk about, you know, this is the season. You know, I talked about it briefly in the last episode of my regular podcast of you know, during this season, during the holidays, we sometimes get in the habit of of going back to relationships that we 
actively left <laughs> that we actively walked away from from walked away from because we realized they were not serving us that they um the situation was toxic and somewhat ab- abusive in my case and you've I've grown from it right and but sometimes during the holidays you forget all that you've learned you sometimes go back to your your backpedaling ways and you're now in the bed of the nigga who you said he wasn't gonna talk to anymore <laughs> in this case this did not happen hallelujah so i'm gonna give you guys a quick update on my situation with boston bay and how things have just kind of dwindled praise be to god um you know i am so transparent on my own on my own shortcomings like I try my best to be strong, but sometimes when something's in my face or if I'm in a mood where loneliness is overwhelming, then it feels natural to just go back to what I'm used to, even though what I'm used to is not productive, is not helpful. You know, it goes along with the saying of you uh, stick with the devil that you know, you know, stick with the the evil, the hate, you know, at least you're familiar with it. <laughs> but uh, I am not committed to that mindset anymore. I'm continuously growing on that. So let's uh, backtrack to where we talked about uh, to, to the last thing I said about him. And uh, so, okay, so here's what we, where we were. So I, you know, last time I said, you know, he said, nice, I want to see you. I don't think that's a good idea. That's what I said in response. I don't think it's a good idea for me to see him. And we know this because of just the history that we've had and how I ultimately haven't felt seen when I was with him, honored, appreciated. He's the type of person who, and he's not the only person in my life who I experience this with, but um, it's, it's the experience of when someone likes you, and I was just journaling this the other day, when someone likes you, it could be two different ways. It could be selfless or it could be selfish type of like. And of course, everyone wants to be liked selflessly. You know, you want someone to like you because they genuinely like you. But oftentimes we may come across people who like you for their own selfish reasons. Now, I don't know if it makes you a bad person or not, but ultimately you have to dictate does this person like me because they just like who I am and they add value to my life they are genuine they actually care about me or does this person like me because I feel uh, a void in their presence at this very moment in time you know are they bored right now and I just so happen to be present and they like me for that moment because I'm exciting but they don't like me enough to go after that moment in time. What I mean by that is, so, so for example, if you are dating or not even dating, but you, you kind of liking somebody at, at your job and the, the vibe is clearly there, there's an attraction, it, it's, it's lit. But then you realize, oh, we only talk during our work hours. Like (laughs) nothing is said outside of this time frame. (laughs) It's a Monday through Friday type of like. And that's a selfish type of like. It's a 
I think honestly, there is something to having some type of boo, some type of bay at the workplace. And I remember in my previous job, I had that situation with this this colleague of mine who I really, really liked. And it was exciting to wake up in the morning, getting dressed and knowing, ooh, I'm gonna run into him. Ooh, this is my colleague. Ooh, 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 ooh. And yet it's just a, a fantasy in that workspace. It doesn't move past it. Like maybe you go after hours for, you know, a happy hour okay, maybe you guys meet each other at the holiday party, at the work party. Okay, but are y'all really talking after work? Is it really something that there's a relationship outside of this commonplace of work that you have with this person? And when I think about Boston Bay, he likes me. And that's ultimately when someone likes, likes you out of their own convenience. It's convenient for them to like you because oh, I'm bored at work, I need someone to flirt with. Or, oh, um, this person is always available when I call, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give her a little bit of attention when I want that attention. You know, that's a convenient type of like. That's a convenient type of attraction to someone. And that's what I have with Boston Bay and someone else too. But uh, that's what I have at Boston Bay. And I was realizing, oh my gosh, well, I already knew this, but you know how when something settles more into your spirit and you realize, oh wow, like you really don't like me. <laughs> like, like you really don't care about me. Like, and that's what it is. I, that's what I, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna pull out my journal real quick. And what I realized is that, you know, when you like someone selflessly, you realize that you actually care about the person. And that's the thing here. Do you care about this person? Or do you only care about this person because, oh, we're face to face from nine to five, Monday through Friday. I only care about you during these hours. And that's what I mean by selfless or selfish type of like. You don't want someone to just like you because it's convenient. No, like me out of out of convenience, motherfucker. But uh, let me find the journal. So I was talking about, you know, I was reflecting on that. Like, wow, I, this nigga don't really like me or this other person doesn't really like me like that because you only talk to me during this time frame. I don't want a week type of lover. I don't want a weekend type of lover because there are those too. Those are present. I want a consistent type of lover. I want you I want you to like me on Tuesday and on Saturday. I want it to be a, a, a daily thing, not just the time frame that you have me in. So that's what I realized, you know, there's two different types of like. <laughs> and uh, I... I want to focus more on what does this like feel like? Do I feel cared for? Do I feel honored? Do I feel respected? Or am I just feeling excited in this moment with you because you're giving me attention, but it's only for this little period of time? Okay, so let's reflect on that. Do the, whoever you're feeling, do they like you only because y'all work together and it's fun? Or... Is it, is it more than that? I, I had a friend, emphasis on the had. I had a friend who 
you know, we all worked together and her and her did this guy she liked and he liked her and it, it became this real thing and they actually ended up getting married and it became a real, like it's a real relationship, the real life marriage, at least from the last time uh, I, I, I spoke to her but um that's the exception right obviously there's exception to the rule there are examples that people find love online I don't know where love is online I wish I could find the app because I've been on many apps okay I've been on many of apps and love has not been here. Love has not been there. Love has not been on Tinder. Love has not been on um, blackpeoplemeet.com. Is that even still a thing? The point is, love is not there for me. You know, but I've definitely seen people in real life. I know people in real life. A former colleague of mine met her husband through Tinder. And Tinder is the site where you are just simply hooking up with niggas people okay and um but she found her man she found her husband and they have two beautiful children and maybe another one on the way they seem very happy according to Facebook and that's the exception but oftentimes we get into this funk where we have a work bay we have um a church bay we have these bays that are situationals you know they are only bays in this context even if you want it to be outside of this context, it seems to only remain in this context, right? So it's like, okay, cool, I got a work bay, but uh, it's I, it's just at work. Like, <laughs> if I see you outside of work, you don't know me, I don't know you type of feeling. It's weird, it's weird. I remember, you don't say that, but it's weird. And um, think about Boston Bay, he likes me out of his own convenience. He knows that, okay, I typically come home on, you know, the holidays, so let me hit her up around this time. Let me tell her I love you, I miss you, and I still think about you, and I want to see you. But it's like, oh, you didn't want to see me before? Huh? <laughs> that didn't matter to you before? Uh, and that's just how it is, you know, it's, um, it's just, it, it just is what the fuck it is. So anyway, I say to him, you know, I don't think that's a good idea. He says, why? LOL. Because nigga, I don't think it's a, like, come on. Like, what are we doing? And that's when I realized, like, I don't need to keep on repeating the same thing to him. He's not dumb. I think there is, I think some people are just dumb, but I don't think he is. I think some people could play dumb. And I think sometimes with Boston Bay, he plays dumb. So I just say, you know, because it's always the same thing with us. Aren't you tired of this cycle? He responds and says, we'll be fine. Let me know when you're coming home, bae. With the emoji, a smiley emoji. And I, I rested on that for a moment, just thinking like, okay, this nigga is not listening. He does not care what I'm saying. He's just doing whatever he wants to do, and that's not okay. And I'm just like going back and forth in myself about this, this response from him. And then I was even considering, okay, maybe I just see him. Maybe, you know, I was debating with it, debating with that idea on the last episode of my regular podcast, not on Podmas. Um, but I was debating with that because I just didn't know, am I being irrational? I could just see him on, you know, out to eat, on, you know, at dinner. But knowing how I've been with him, it's just, it's not to say I don't trust myself. I've grown so much, but I just don't even want to, 
be fooled in the slightest way because sometimes I could just tell myself like, girl, it's not a big deal. I could just fuck him. It's not a, like, let me just fuck him. Let me just fuck him. But it's like, I don't, I realize I do not want to give you access to me. I've grown so much mentally and emotionally and spiritually. I realize I have so much oomph. Like I have, I'm a blessing. I'm your blessing. I'm the blessing. And not to sound cocky. I'm not cocky. But it's to really understand that not everyone deserves access to me. Not everyone deserves a right passage down my lane. You need to get a card. You need to, you know, buy a ticket. You need to find another route. Not everyone should get or will get access to me, especially not no linear access. You got to go through valleys and mountains and all of these pathways to get to me. And knowing that he's been not a positive influence in my life, it's, uh, you definitely don't have access, motherfucker. You don't have the VIP treatment at all. So then I finally, and then you know what's so funny about that? I remember sleeping on it and like really debating about, how I want to respond, if I want to respond at all. I will just think about, okay, maybe I'll just leave him on red. But I sat on it and I was like, you know what? I need to lay the hammer. I need to lay the motherfucking hammer. I need to lay it down and give it to him straight. Give it to him raw. This is not okay. I could be the big girl here and tell him I'm done. I'm done, you know, and really mean that could really stand in that because I trust myself. I believe in myself. I can do this. Hence the last episode title. So I finally, and mind you, I was scrolling through Instagram and I just came across this, this person's profile and she's this influencer who talks about leaving toxic relationships, leaving, you know, um, somewhat abusive relationships, letting go, moving on, finding ways to do so, and not being fooled by the I miss you or the you up big head text. So I just, you know, I take everything seriously. I look at how I consume things or what I consume. I take that seriously and I see it has a message from God. So I'm like, okay, this is something I need to really stand my ground on. So I say to him, I say, no, I'm done with this. And I said his name, period. And that was it. That's all I said. I didn't give an explanation. I didn't say, I really want this to work or I wish it could have worked. Why can't you be more like, I, 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 I didn't do any of that. And I'm proud of myself because it took a lot for me to say those few. It was literally six words. But I finally said it, and that was me laying the hammer. Like, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to go back and forth with you. I know this is not okay. I know you do not deserve access to me. So what are we doing? Nothing. Because I said I'm done, therefore I am. Motherfucker. So he responds, my, my guide. My guide. He responds and says, no, you're not. Call me. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, are you okay? No, you're not. How can you tell me what I am or not? It's just, are you listening? And that's the thing I'm talking about. Like, I think he's really mentally ill. I really do think he's a narcissist. Like, I really am diagnosing him with this mental disorder. It's really a mental disorder. It's sick. It's really sick because 
you're disregarding what I'm saying. You're telling me who I am or what I'm about when no, you don't have access. You don't have the right. You don't have the privilege to do so. And then you're um, directing me to do something when I've already told you I'm done with this. Like, how do I look calling you after telling you I'm done with this? And your response is, to me is to direct me to call you. Like, what? Like, what is, what was I supposed to do? Really call him and be like, yes, I said I'm done with this, so-and-so, so you need to go. <laughs> you need to leave me alone. Like, what are we doing? Like, no, like, I'm not calling you. So I didn't respond at all to that text. And that was that. That This was a couple of days ago. I haven't um, gotten another response from him since. I haven't responded to that. And it's been pretty, uh pretty dead there. And I, you know, I want to say I'm really proud of myself for saying that, for standing in that and for not following through with what he wanted me to do. Cause I do believe my older, my old self would have been like, okay, let me just call him or let me give him a reason why. Let me, let me make him understand why. And it's like, why? You know, sometimes you just have to be done and just walk away. You don't even have to explain yourself. You don't have to continue to explain yourself anymore. Cause I know many of us, we have explained ourselves over and over again as to why we are done with this situation but yet we find ourselves explaining again another way thinking that oh if we explain again then he'll get it he'll get it some more no so he'll you know he or she will get it you know whoever you jive in with so that's uh that I actually you know was planning to go home for thanks uh, for Christmas and New Year's break, but I, I already bought my ticket and everything. But I got a call from my dad, and he advised me to not come the fuck home. <laughs> and I was like, huh? Why? <laughs> no, I didn't say why. He really explained to me that you know it's uh, he doesn't want me to get sick. The airport is, uh, you know, it's not really the best environment to be at. And even though I have been at the airport a few times since this pandemic hit. Um, I, I'm i just going to respect what he says and honor it. And I decided to go ahead and cancel my flight. I'm looking into getting a refund. Let's see how that works. But it's just, it, it, it sucks. You know, this was the first time I really felt the heaviness of the pandemic. Not the first time, actually. Obviously, my cousin passed away. Not because of the pandemic, but that's a whole different story. But she passed away during this time. So that that was obviously the first time when I felt the hit of the pandemic. But, you know, with all of, of the travel plans, people not being, not being able to go home for the holidays, you know, wherever home is, it. I never really reflected on that or resonated with that because I just, I never took the virus as personal as many people did like I wasn't up all night paranoid I wasn't scared out of my mind I just wore my mask went about my business and went about my day but I am realizing the impact of it and it's just so okay this is gonna be a different Christmas and New Year's it's not the first time I haven't been home for Christmas and New Year's so I know I could do it again. It's just I the, the environment's different, obviously, now that I'm not in my own place. And, you know, I'm just I'm just going through the feelings, the seasonal feelings. Typically during this time, 
depression hits big for many people. Sometimes myself, I, I, I go through moments where I'm just like, oh my gosh. But as I continue to journal, I realize I have to move forward, right? I have to put one foot in front of the other. I have to walk forward. I have to keep on living. I have to keep on and try to thrive. I, I need to stop saying the word. I'm just surviving. I used to say that a lot. Oh, I'm just surviving. I'm just out here surviving. And I learned that that is not the life that God has for me. That's not the life that my ancestors, my ancestors paved the way for me. I am here to thrive. And it really starts with the mind, which is why I've been on this 21-day journey journaling to rewire my my thinking, rewire the way that I have been processing different things lately and for a good chunk of my life. So it's hard. It's hard. You know, I adulting is hard. <laughs> adulting is hard. And as much as I want to keep on saying these positive affirmations, I can do this, abundance is mine, and, you know, money comes to me with ease and all of these amazing things to say, as much as I do recognize the positive impact of those affirmations, I'm just not there yet. Like, I don't always feel that way. How do I feel that way when my account looks different than abundance, okay, to say the least? How do I feel that way when it feels like my goals are so far and I'm over here trying to float above water? I don't, I don't know. And I keep on seeing things on Instagram. And I really think it's interesting. Either someone's recording me live in my head and knows what to show on my feed. Or God just has a way of showing me things through different, through different um, mediums. But I keep on seeing things on my Instagram feed saying, you know, we're all, we're all winging it. We all don't know what we're doing. And, you know, people will repost it in their stories. I'll see it on the feed. And as much as that is comforting, it's just, I don't know anyone else struggling with their mindset, struggling with their attitude or struggling with their, their way to maintain themselves as adults. Like, I don't have conversations with folks about this. I feel like everyone is just living a lie, or maybe that's really their life, but it looks like everybody else is good. <laughs> it looks like y'all got it, and I'm over here looking over my budget again. <laughs> I'm over here laughing to keep from crying again. It's literally every few days I'm breaking the fuck down, and nobody knows it but me. <laughs> Okay, it's literally that way. And I'm just like, who else is going through this shit? Like, I don't know who to, okay. And I keep thinking about, okay, maybe I should just go ahead and talk to a therapist again. Because, you know, the last therapist I talked to, we had one session. I wasn't really vibing with her. Let's really talk about therapists. Because sometimes some of y'all, I think some of y'all lack the sensitivity that I need. And I think, you know, yes, people say, well, you got to shop around and find a therapist. I don't even like dating. Like, I don't. I don't like doing that. I like to just find a nigga, find a person, you know, whomever that person is. I want to just find that person or that person finds me and it just works. Like same goes for a therapist. I want to just find a therapist and that therapist works. Same when I found my apartment before, you know, I 
want to just find once I found my apartment I was done like I don't like to have too many options I don't like to seek out oh let me just fill you out real quick and then I'm gonna go over here no 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 I feel good with you you make me feel safe at least the first couple times it's good let's go and vibe out you know and if it doesn't pan out then it doesn't pan out but at least I was present in it it's hard for me to juggle multiple people at once and really look at it as a genuine moment or genuine relationship, a genuine interaction and dynamic. I need to just focus on you and let it be so. So when I had my therapist session, I realized, you know, she's not, first of all, why am I doing all the work? (laughs) I'm sorry. It's like, wait, what, Maxine? Because you're in therapy. That's why. No, the point, what I'm saying is I already have conversations with myself. Y'all know this. this. Hence why I have a podcast. I'm already checking with checking in with myself. I already have a relationship, relationship with God. I'm already journaling. I'm already doing this. Me talking to you and telling you about everything and realizing whatever it is I need to do to move forward in my life is on me. I felt like the therapist wasn't doing anything. You were just there Well, she was just on my Zoom call while I was here pointing, putting pieces together myself. What are you doing, ma'am? What's going on? So I don't like that. And I also, you know, I was talking to her because, you know, I was planned out. I came in with expectations like, hey, here are the areas where I am lacking, where I'm struggling and I want to grow from. And one of the things that I say and that you guys know, I struggle with anxiety when it comes to money, when it comes to savings, when it comes to my worthiness, you know, when it comes to just thinking about it differently and stop operating from a place of lack and into a place of abundance. So I was saying all that to her and I was telling her, and this was early in my transition into moving out of my apartment and I was saying how, like, yeah, I have a lot of anxiety around money. I was, like, checking my account. Like, I, I was just saying all of that. Got a little bit uh, got a little bit better. I can't say that. Um, but I was just saying that very, very uh, transparent, right? So then she makes a snide-ass comment. And if we wasn't through a Zoom call on this webcam, okay, I would have been like, what, bitch, huh? Like, cussed her out. But, no, she was like, so I'm saying all this, right? I'm saying, you know, I feel anxiety, I, all this money, and I just da-da-da-da, and I, I feel so nervous when it comes to money and talking money and numbers and ah, all of that. And she's like, wait, you feel anxious around money, but you want to buy a house? And I was like, oh, oh, so you're a bitch. Okay, got it. Got it. <laughs> I, what, thank you. We'll end the session now. It That, I... That stayed in my memory. And she was like trying to say in a jokey way, like, wait, you wanna you wanna buy a house, but you've never said I'm letting you know, like, bitch, what? The fuck? Yes. Yeah, I am, right? Has asinine has that sound, right? I am. So be sensitive in the moment and tell me what to do to move past this. And like I said, she wasn't offering any tips. All she's, you know what this bitch said? She said, have you tried listening to the, the Tom Ramsey podcast? Cause this, the, this Christian man who has a really big podcast and he talks about money. He talks about savings. He talks about budgeting, all this stuff. And it's like, girl, what? You're referring me to a podcast? 
I, I listen to podcasts every moment of the day. I'm always watching it on YouTube or on uh, listening to it on my phone. That's that's what you decided to tell me in a therapy session? Not no, okay, let's write down, how about this, right? She, she could have been like, hey, here's some sentence stems that I have. Here, here's the teacher in me coming out, right? But she could have done a better job, right? She, she could have been like, hey, here are the sentence stems that I have for you. I want you to fill in the blank and then let's unpack it together. Hello, call me a therapist too, bitch. What? She said, go watch the Tom Ramsey podcast. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, this is what we're doing. Gotcha. Like, it wasn't helpful at all. Like, you're not doing anything. And I don't know if she's feeling that way because, or maybe that she took, she took that approach because it's 2020 and, you know, we're not face-to-face. And I don't know, it just didn't hit right. And we never had another session after that. So... I don't care about necessarily going back on that path again because, again, I don't want to shop around for one. I want things to just work out. And I don't want people to recommend me to their therapist because that's weird. Like, that's your therapist. Like, I don't, like, what? Especially if I'm, if (laughs) you recommend me to your therapist, but I'm talking about you (laughs) during this therapy. (laughs) No! (laughs) But, um... I don't, I don't like that, and I, I, yeah, sometimes I do think about that, but I just also, like, what are you, I need to see you therapy, I need to see you therapize in a session before I decide on you, you know, because niggas could, therapists included, right, could talk a good game, you know, could say, yes, I specialize in anxiety and, and suicide awareness and, you know, sexual abuse and trauma, but, You talking about, have you listened to Tom Ramsey podcast? No, bitch. The fuck? Uh, Anyway, I was really upset about that. So never, I never went back to her. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I am taking more of a holistic route when it comes to uh, rewiring myself and going about things differently, finding a different approach so back to journaling as I as I am indulging in and it's been good. It's been good. It's just these these moments don't stop for me. I, I just I don't know. I don't know. And look, this is not a regular, you know, I guess for those of you who do watch Vlogmas on YouTube, you know, people are take the, the YouTubers are taking you on the a trip to the Rockefeller Center, showing you gifts that they're preparing to give to their family. I'm not that girl. <laughs> so, this is going to be a real ass podmas, okay? I'm going to just walk you through everything and talk to you about seasonal feels, talk to you about happy moments and not so happy moments, and that's okay. As I've always been doing, I think it's important for us to be authentic, authentic, authentic. And if we are if we are not that, then who are we? You know? So going back to I don't know anyone else in this adulthood <clears throat> who is going through what I'm going through. Like I said, I feel like y'all just got it. Y'all got it, y'all living, y'all, y'all doing it right. And I'm just trying to find another way to put together this outfit without looking repetitive. Like, it just, I don't know. It's, it's a lot. So, yeah, that's where I'm at currently with my adulthood. If you are 
interested in sharing your adulthood journey, then please let me know because I feel like I'm failing this thing. Like I'm not adulting well. I really do. And feelings of failure, as you guys know, hence what what episode was that when I said nobody puts baby in a corner. Um, don't put baby in a corner corner. I talk about that. You know, failure to me is one of my uh biggest fears and um it really um hold it holds me hostage. It holds me hostage and it makes me feel like um the life that I want for myself or the life that I have created for myself so far is not enough or it's not good enough and going through that is hard. And um I'm tired of having small talk with people. I'm tired of uh, just talk. I remember, oh my goodness, let's, I'm going to wrap it up at, with after this story. Because Podmas is going to be just a few minutes. You know, I could talk and talk, but I got to give y'all another episode tomorrow. So uh, just bear with me. Tune in tomorrow for the next part. But I was sharing with a colleague and I was telling him, you know, um, someone I know was positive um, for COVID. And I was just kind of just in that moment, I was kind of freaking out in the moment as best as I could to hold myself together, but still be honoring my feelings. Like, oh, this is kind of worrisome. Yes, there are cases of people dying from it, but I tried to lean in the fact that, okay, this person that I know who's, who's tested positive for COVID is a healthy person, healthy enough. She doesn't have an underlying condition. And um, she should be fine and she'll just recover in a few days like everyone else. And I know a couple of people in my real life who has been tested positive for COVID and they are still living by the grace of God. Thank you, Jesus. And this person is a close person to me. Like this person who tested positive is a close person to me in my life. So I was feeling a little bit more on the edge. And as I decided in the moment to share this news with this person, this this colleague of mine, I immediately regretted it. I immediately regretted it. There are people in your life who don't know how to have a conversation. There are people, like, there are people, I'm going to say it again because I don't think you heard me. There are people who do not know how to have a conversation. It's really asinine. If someone is telling you, dang, so-and-so, got tested positive and man, my, I'm freaking out a little bit or man, it's kind of worrisome and whew, wouldn't you respond in a sensitive, caring, assuring manner? Wouldn't you say, oh man, I know that that is rough, but she should be fine. Like in that moment, uplift me. In that moment, pick me up. You know, I think it's so weird how sometimes with some people, you have to break down in front of them for them to really see, oh, she needs assurance right now. Like, I shouldn't have to cry and be in hysteria in front of you for you to give me positive advice, for you to lift me up. You should just know these social cues. So when I was saying that to him, Mind you, I as soon as I was saying it, I knew, okay, this was a this was a mistake. Because um he was looking afar. He wasn't even looking at me. He was looking in a distance and then he looked on at his phone. So he was clearly not thinking about 
what I was saying. He was still in a in a thought of something else. And I'm looking at him like, nigga, what? <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, this person in my life who's close to me has tested positive for COVID-19, a virus that has killed several, many, millions, pe- millions of people. And you over here scrolling to Instagram talking about the next dance move. And I'm just like, see, this is what I... This is why I just don't say shit to some people or people at all. You have to really pull shit out of me because when I do be, when I do show vulnerability, people don't know how to react. You know, I do my best to show people that I care because I genuinely care. And I realize, you know, you have to be the friend that you want, right? You have to. And I remember seeing that quote when I was a in first grade in St. Kevin's in Boston, Massachusetts, I saw that quote. It was on a poster. Be the friend that you want. You want a friend, be a friend. Like putting it all on you. And I, I remember being mad at that time. I'm like, what? What do you mean if I want a friend, be a friend? The fuck? I am a friend. Like, what are you talking about? But many years later, I realized the point of that message. You have to demonstrate the friend that you want to attract into your life? Do you want the friend who's sensitive, who's compassionate, who's caring, who's authentic? Yes, okay, so now you have to show that within your own character. You have to show that within your own actions and behavior. And so I do that has much, I do that naturally, not even on some cocky shit, like, but I'm really a genuine bitch, like I really am. And when I come across people who don't know or just have yet to show me their side of that. It's just like, what? Are we in a twilight zone? He was just in a distance, not even responding to what I was saying. He then he then finally responded and said, "Yeah, I know someone who's in who had COVID and he's in the hospital. He can't breathe." And it's just like, <laughs> okay, motherfucker, I didn't want to hear that. Obviously, there are cases of people who died, but there are many cases of people who recovered. And I don't want to hear about your distant friend who's in the ICU right now. And you're not even making eye contact at, eye contact with me. You smiling over Instagram posts. You're not even, like, I need you to put your hand over my hand. I need you to look at me in the eye and say, everything will be okay. You know, um, she's she'll recover. It's just a bad cold. You know, many people have recovered. Like, I need you to reassure that to me. But instead, I don't get that enough in return from people. For some for some people. Some people are fine. But some people, I don't get that in return. And it's just very surface. Like, wow, this is a surface-ass relationship. Great. So I am the one typically giving myself that, that assurance. So I had to assure myself, okay, this person in my life will be fine. She will recover. She'll... She'll push through. It's just a bad cold. Check in on her. See how she's doing. Everything will be fine. Think positive. Like, I have to be the one to do that to myself. And as much as that's a blessing, right? Because there's, there's not a lot of people out there, at least that I know of, who knows how to pick themselves up, who um, know how to speak life into their life, right? Instead, they rely on their partner. They rely on their parents and I, yes, I do have parents, praise God, but we don't, like, I'm not back home, and I'm not, me and my parents don't have the type of relationship, like, we're close, but we're not close like that, like, 
not like that like that you know there are some child and parent relationships where they talk to their parent every day yeah my parents don't do that like they don't have time to talk to me every day they don't want to like it's and it's fine it's fine you know my my dad just be talking and it's a three-minute conversation okay talk to you later bye like it's it's that's just what it is and it's fine the point of what i'm saying of what i'm saying is you really have to, I really have to do that for myself. Like I really have to lift myself up. I really have to look into different, um, platforms to see what can I watch or what can I read that can soothe me in this moment of strife, soothe me in this moment of worry. And I find that, and ultimately I speak those words over my life and it, it, eventually it, it works, right? So that's an amazing thing. But sometimes it would be nice to have, uh, a friend or a partner in my life who can do that with me for me in that moment in time when I need it. Sometimes it would be nice to have a fucking partner. How about that? Sometimes, you know, so I just, that was just the moment when I'm like, okay, I'm never sharing anything else with you again. Uh, so that was just disappointing. And I think, you know, that's just how some relationships are. And that's just uh, what I'm realizing. Like, you know, not every relationship in my life will be a deep, genuine relationship. And I don't want to speak that, but I feel like that's really just the case. And it is so, and I'll be fine. But um, that is just what I wanted to go into with you all today. I introduced Podmas. That is the thing that we're doing for 12 episodes. And I hope you guys will tune in to tomorrow's episode of Podmas, episode two. So thank you and see you tomorrow. Peace.